When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. All right, so this... Mm, yeah, that's because you sassed me. It is, it's my... I gave you the stroke wine. <laughs> oh, no. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of True Crimes. Against Wine. I'm Topher. And I am Rachel. Rachel is going to be navigating the dangerous world of celebrity gossip and scandal. Yes, and Topher is going to take us through some vineyards on our journey today. Yeah. So I'm excited to revisit this particular region. Okay. Um, we actually did an episode on this region earlier in this season when we talked about Beverly Cleary. Oh, yes. So mm-hmm. we're going back to the Willamette Valley. Fantastic. And we both love Oregon Pinot Noirs. Yes. So this is going to be a fun little treat for us. We already know that we're getting into something that's most likely going to be delicious. So. Well, you know, high expectations. And all. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. All right. Here's my glass. Yes. And today we are still using your grandmother's Waterford Crystal, but we're doing yes. clear glass. The clear ones because mm-hmm. I really love the color of this particular Pinot Noir. It's very jewel toned. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful. Slightly more red than like a garnet, but mm-hmm. garnet adjacent. Maybe like say. a very dark ruby, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I can already smell it. It's like twelve inches away from my face. Mm-hmm. Oh, it smells very good. fragrant. I'm getting some cherry on the smell. Definitely, like juicy cherry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Almost like with a waxy skin to it, you know. Oh, okay. Do you normally wax your cherries? I do. Do you okay. not wax your cherries? No. Do you near them? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Less painful. Very floral. Mm-hmm. Like violet, like purple flowers. Mm-hmm. What else are you getting? I'm getting so much from this. Maybe a little bit of like a wet earth kind of smell. Yes, I was okay. going to say wet earth, yeah. like mossy kind yeah, of yeah, earth. Yeah. Which makes sense for the region. Forest floor, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That and Pacific I, Northwest vibe. And I don't know if this is just psychosomatic because Maybe. I associate it with wet earth, but like mushroom. Mm, okay. But yeah, it smells like you're walking through the Pacific Northwest. Which, let's do that. Let's let's do that. Yeah. Let's take a bottle and go hiking. Well. Walking. Yes. Let's do a slow-paced let's walk. Let's do a leisurely stroll <laughs> yes, through the forest. Yes, stroll. <laughs> we'll make fact checker and boyfriend like carry our supplies, which is just Oh, I wine. thought you were going to say carry us, which I was like, Oh, yes. I mean, that's fine too. I yeah. will get in a baby Bjorn <laughs> and. <laughs> I mean, that works. Can we taste it? Let's taste it. Okay. I'm excited. Ooh. Mm. Oh, my God. I like it. That goes down so easy. I'm getting some plum. Yeah. Okay. Tartar plum than I would have thought from mm-hmm. the nose, but mm-hmm. it's not It's not overly tart. That right. acidity kind of washes over your mouth and then dissipates. Fades. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Are you getting anything from the nose that you got? Oh, maybe a little bit of the cherry. Yeah, I'm getting the cherry too. Yeah. It's less earthy mm-hmm. than I would have thought from the, the smell, but it's still got that kind of floral undertone to okay. it. Okay, I'm not picking that up on the taste. But That's fine. My palate is not good. <laughs> we know this. Oh, your palate's getting better for sure. To me, Thank this you is- for your confidence in me. I appreciate that. <laughs> to me, this is a really good kind of all seasons red. Like, mm, yeah. I definitely associate Pinot Noirs with like a really beautiful fall day. Mm-hmm. But I think that you could have this on a picnic in the spring. Yeah, and for even, sure. even with like a nice 
kind of light lunch during the summer, the summer as well. Yeah. Yeah. I could see, I, I know I like to grill, but I could see you like grilling up some oh, steak, yeah. like some red meat would go well with oh, this. Oh yeah, like. for sure. Like that nice balance of like the sweet, fruity and floralness of the mm-hmm. wine with the meat flavor. It'd be great with rabbit. Oh, Dover. I don't want to eat a rabbit. You're going to eat a rabbit at some point <laughs> and you're, you're going to like it. Oh, and no. you like, where has this been all my life? It's the chicken of the forest. <laughs> all right. Can we talk about the, the wine itself? Yes. Okay. okay. So it comes in this lovely screw cap bottle here mm-hmm. with sort of a what looks like recycled paper bag label yes. to it with a black pair of kind of hipsterish glasses. Mm-hmm. And it is the Portlandia 2020 Oregon Pinot Noir. Yes. So now before we get into our celebrity, okay, I will say they source their grapes from kind of all over Willamette okay. Valley from okay. several different vineyards. Mm-hmm. And that's really common practice for that area. And mm-hmm. it, I like that because it promotes kind of a great relationship between industry and agriculture. Yeah. Lots of good like neighborly feelings there. But also... This is not technically related to Portlandia. Okay. So do you know why this wine is called Portlandia then? Yeah. So, well, a little bit. And I'm sure we're going to probably get into this as we talk. Sure. Well, let's go ahead and talk about it now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Portlandia, from my understanding, Mm -hmm. is kind of a like tongue in cheek name for Portland. Okay. Almost like, you know, they call... L.A. La La Land or mm-hmm. Oz. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like that because Portland is very much its own sort of enclave and scene, as it yes. were. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I, I would assume that Portlandia, the show, is named in a similar way. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the history of the show's name. Okay. Yeah. So. But cool. So this is alert, not. Port- Portlandia is the celebrity. Well, surprise, but this is not specific to the show. Is right. what you're saying. It's okay. not it's not like the show did not produce this wine. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But we are making that connection we are making because that. of the name and location, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. It's not a stretch to associate. <laughs> no, to. not a stretch. This is definitely a guilty by association sort yes. of situation. Okay. And we have done shows before. Mm-hmm. We did Downton Abbey. We did Shit's Creek. We did Shit's Creek, yeah. When we looked at the High Clark Castle Gin and then Fruit Lines. Mm-hmm. So this is be that our was a third show. Yeah. I think it's, who can say? Who can say? You all go back and listen again and right. then tell us. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way of us knowing. No, that's valid. And fact checker decided to skip out on work today because <sighs> he had a headache. We're docking his pay again. Oh, 100%. Again. Do you think he's just like off doing fun things without us? Do you think he has another podcast? <gasps> I bet he doesn't, but he's cheating on us. You think it's called podcast. like... Like fun with fact checker, <gasps> where he just goes off and does fun things and records himself doing yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, now we're mad at fact checker. Yeah, now he owes us money. We're gonna have to do a write up. We will. Yeah. How many write ups does he have now? So many. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in his contract that there's like a non complete, non com, non complete. Yes. Yeah, which makes our <laughs> sex life really frustrating. Is it non complete for him or for you though? <laughs> For me, that's oh, the frustrating part. that's the frustrating part. part, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> oh God, can you imagine if your wedding vows had a non-complete cause? No, you clause? wouldn't go through with it. Do you need to restart? I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Is your brain okay? No. Okay. <laughs> we haven't even had any drinks yet. Yeah, This is the first. We've had like three sips, Topher. I'm going in for my fourth, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, so let's talk about the show Portlandia. Okay. Okay. 
So the name of the show, which I didn't know until I started researching it, actually comes from a statue in Portland. Oh. Which is like featured in the opening sequence of the show. It's okay. like that kind of bronze statue of the lady holding the trident. I've only ever seen like two episodes. Of oh, well, this will be fun then. It's actually like the second largest copper statue in the U.S. after the Statue oh. of Liberty. Oh my God. That's... Pretty big. Pretty big, yeah. yeah. And the statue's called Portlandia, but it also kind of became a nickname for the city and then obviously the show. Yeah, used okay. That name in it. Yeah. Gotcha. So I was like... You're, yeah, you're on the right track for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Portlandia, the show, aired from 2011 until 2018 on the IFC channel. It stars Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein. What is IFC? Like International Film Channel? Oh, okay. They it's do a lot of like... Or indie, you put up or indie... No. No, that's IUD. Oh, I thought an IUD was a like a kind of missile. That's IED. That's the explosionary. I feel like they need to start using different initials that aren't so similar. Yeah. For these. No more eyes. Because what happens if you go into your doctor's office and you're like, I'd like one IED, please. And they're like, okay, you asked for it. So who are we to say no? Right. And especially if it's like covered in network. Well, you know, insurance companies won't cover it. They would just be like, denied, deny. Yeah, so it aired on that channel for like seven-ish years. Okay. Lauren Michaels, who's the producer oh. of SNL, also produced the show. And it, my understanding is that it's kind of another like comedy sketch show, but less along the lines of SNL where it's different sketches constantly and more along the lines of like Little Britain where it's yes. kind of recurring characters. Yeah, there are a lot of like recurring characters and sketches and it's pre-filmed, it's not live. Right, okay. And Fred and Carrie play a lot of the characters mm-hmm. as well. Of course, I have like other folks, you know, on the show too, but yeah. it's mostly them. Yeah, so what have you seen from Portlandia? It's been so long. Yeah? I feel like all that I really remember is Fred Armisen in drag. He has a couple of characters where he's in drag. Yeah, where he plays like a really crunchy like lesbian or something. Yes. Yeah. So that is their sketch about a feminist bookstore called Women and Women First. Yes. (laughs) And Fred Armisen plays Candace, who's kind of like this older feminist lady. And then Carrie plays Tony, a younger feminist bookstore owner. Okay. And they're like ultra feminist. Yeah. It was actually shot in a real feminist bookstore in Portland. And that bookstore's real name is called In Other Words, which I love as a That is a really good title, yeah. yeah. There's kind of a little bit of a falling out though between the bookstore and the show, where the bookstore started to think that the show was like mocking women and like feminists a little too much. And then they were like, we don't want you to use our place to film anymore. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, but also comedy. I mean, it kind of goes to like that humorless feminist kind of idea too. Yeah. Well, we all know this. <laughs> well, we all, yeah. <laughs> That's how we know that you're not a feminist. Right. Because I like to laugh. Right. <laughs> now go make me a sandwich. Okay. You're going to be disappointed because my bread's kind of stale. Oh, no. That's not a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what other sketches or characters do you know from the show? There's the talking car. Okay. There's the talking plant. Mm-hmm. 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 The talking blanket. Yep. Are you just naming objects and the that are nearby? Talking sweater. Yeah. Actually, that one's cracked. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking like hipster. Like there should totally be they, a... They did have a sketch that was kind of like a stop motion animation with mice. That was really cute, actually. That's cute. And they voiced these little 
mice that were trying to like go into like this all natural grocery store that didn't believe in packaging. <laughs> nice. Which was really cute. Oh, I feel like I saw one sketch uh-huh. and I don't know if this is a recurring one or not, but there was one sketch where they're like making fun of the upscale like farm to table restaurants. Yes. And they're like talking about like the name of the chicken or the cow or whatever it yes. was. Yeah. 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 So that sketch is with these two character- characters. Oh boy, this wine. Oops. I was making Let's fun of the, you. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's the alcohol percentage on this? 13.5. Okay. So, which is pretty spot on to the higher end for Pinot Noirs. They're typically going to be 12.5 to 13.5. Okay. So, we don't really have an excuse yet. So, what I'm (laughs) hearing is we have all the excuses. Mm. Because we don't have to justify ourselves to anybody. That's right. That's what feminism means. That's what women and women first mean. That's right. Cheers. Cheers. So, the sketch you are talking about is with these two recurring character Mm, wow, that was even the same place. Topher, that was the same exact place. You transferred all your bad brain energy to me. <laughs> Characters. It's not a difficult word. You wouldn't think. Fred Armisen plays Peter and Carrie plays Nance. Peter's the name of his what? His character. Thank you. Yeah. You're not going to get me that time. You were like kind of this middle aged, kind of hippie ish, but also kind of like nerdy. Like the pretentious hip. Well, they're not that pretentious. They're just more of kind of like. They seem a kind pretentious. Of, well, they've been in other sketches where they're not as pretentious. Well, in this one. Okay. They were very pretentious. Well, yes. They're at a restaurant and they're asking their server, oh, can you tell us about the chicken? Because they want to make sure it's like natural and organic and is like live this good life. Yeah. And it ends up with them like going to the farm where the chicken was raised and it's like this weird commune slash cult. And Jason Sudeikis is playing the cult leader. Oh my God. And it yes. ends up like the sketch ends where like they've been there for several years. And they're like, wait a minute, like we need to go back and order. <laughs> so then they go back to the restaurant. And they're like, we're not going to have the chicken, but can you tell us about the salmon? Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. How do you feel about that movement? I do really. Keeping in mind that I've seen you eat a chicken wing off of the street before. I've never done that, Topher. <laughs> Don't tell lies about me. I'm starting rumors. (laughs) You know, if I were to eat anything off the street, it wouldn't be a chicken wing. No, it would definitely be fish. No, it would be like maybe a good looking like bread roll or something. (laughs) How is that somehow worse than a chicken wing? I'm not going to eat suspicious meat off the street, Topher. Okay, first of all, that's racist against chicken wings. Just because there's a random chicken ring on the street. A chicken ring? Chicken A ring of chicken wings. (laughs) Oh, no, are they like conjuring like little chicken fairies in their little <laughs> ring? I get where you want to know where your food comes from. And I think that's important because we're so disconnected with where our food comes from. But on the other hand, I think a lot of people who are into this are coming from this place of privilege and oh, kind 100%. of obnoxiousness and superiority. Yes. So like my food was raised on blah, blah, blah farm. Like, oh, you get, you get the generic grocery store brand of ground beef? Interesting. My cow was named Betsy. Betsy. <laughs> so Fact Checker has been for several years now. Mm-hmm. Belchie Wine, hang on. Okay. Okay, we're good. For several years now has been on this kick of it has to be pasture raised, cage free oh. eggs, yeah. like all of that stuff. And then in the past several months with the rising costs of everything, it's, like, no. it's really interesting how quickly he abandoned his yeah. morals, which yeah. I the entire time have been like, I'm sorry, but if it's on sale... When I'm rich, I will have time and money to be moral. Right. Right now, 
Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, caged chickens. I really am sorry, caged chickens. It's that's yeah, you should you shouldn't be caged. Room free. Yeah, I mean, I think if that kind of food were affordable for us in mm-hmm. the US and it would be commonplace, it's, there'd be no reason to buy anything else. Yeah, and and that's one thing that I think that a lot of the rest of the world, at least the Western world, doesn't understand about the US. Yeah. Because I mean you go over to Europe and everything's organic. Everything's right. cage free. They taste better. Too. They taste better yeah. and it's cheap as fuck. It's cheap, yeah. Here, we cannot afford to eat healthy. No. We really can't. It's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. I remember telling Fact Checker back when I was in the service industry that I really wished somebody would come up with a late night fast food place that's Mm -hmm. open till 2 a.m. That's all healthy food. Even if it's prepackaged salads or quinoa with like chickpeas and shit like that. Just something, yeah. Yeah, just something. That's not like so overly processed and just full of like fats. Because by the time we would get off work in the service industry, there's nowhere for us to go. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Like. Fuck you, America. Yeah. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I have to commute. I work, you know, typical office job where you Mm -hmm. have to go in five days a week. You commute, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, well, if I have to get breakfast on my way there because I didn't have time to make it at home, Mm -hmm. what are my options? That's not gross. waffle. Right. (laughs) <laughs> or if I have to, like, run out to grab lunch, like, it's not... If you need something quick, yeah. Right. Like, I don't have a lot of time. It can't be super expensive, so that's going to be yeah. something that's poor quality. And some of the healthier options I can't go to because they fucking hate gay people. That's true. You know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. They are not a sponsor. And I don't want to hear anybody coming into the comments being like, oh, they don't actually... Yes, they do. They do. They do. Yeah. We should just do a whole podcast against them one day. Do we want to give them that publicity? No. I do have a funny story about them, though. Oh, okay. So as with most young gay people who Mm -hmm. grew up in the cult. Yes. That was one of my first jobs. Right. So cut two years later, I'm in the fancy restaurant. Mm -hmm. And they came in for like a corporate lunch (gasps) one day. And like all of the family members and the high up executives Mm -hmm. of this. Let's just call it a corporate cult because that's basically what it is. We're there. And they requested specifically female servers, which I thought was really strange. It was also fine with me because none of them were going to be drinking. So I'm like, I'll have the boozy ladies who lunch. Yeah. Who love me and are going to tip well. Right. However, our general manager at the time, Darren, was so fucking amazing. I love this guy. Had the best sense of humor Mm -hmm. and sense of like irony and and social justice. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that's fine if they want to have these female servers taking their orders. But every single glass that gets refilled, every single food item that gets run to the table, everything that's bust off the table is going to be by all of the gay men on staff. Fantastic. And so at one point I was stopping by Mm -hmm. to see how their food was. Mm -hmm. And I stopped at the son of the deceased man who owned the place Mm -hmm. and was like, you know, how is, how is everything? And he's like, oh my gosh, compliments to the chef. Everything's amazing. And I said, oh, I'll be sure to let him know. He's my boyfriend. I love it. How did he react? He didn't say anything. Okay. Yeah. Figured. Yeah. But it made me feel good. (sighs) Well, and that's what matters. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, that's a nice little clink. Mm -hmm. Are you getting anything else on the taste right now? It is starting to open up. It's actually getting a little bit earthier. Oh, I don't get that, but I okay. believe you. The tannins are coming through a little bit more, okay. too. Okay, sure. I, again, I believe you. I'm getting like a cotton candy with a little bit of I was about armadillo. To say, yes, yes. And a little tinge of like leprosy with that armadillo. Okay, that's ridiculous. 
Topher, you know you can't get leprosy for armadillos, right? I thought that was a myth. No, that's real. You're not supposed to eat them. <laughs> You're really not supposed to. Well, that's the first thing I think of when I look at armadillos. You're like, get in my belly. I'm like, you are nature's sushi. <laughs> that's why they have the shell, so you can't eat them. Because like, no, we'll get you sick. I don't know why they're like elderly and British. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm from Texas, but I sound like this. That's right. Yeah. And I've got this crunchy outer shell like a chalupa. They aren't nature's chalupas. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to Portlandia. Anyway, about okay. Portlandia, which is not in Texas. No, it's set in Portland. Would you believe it? Would you? Portland, Maine. Well, let's talk about, well, we'll get into that in a minute in our okay. cross-examination. But yeah, when they filmed the show, they really just filmed it in existing places in Portland. They really didn't like build sets for it, which I think is really cool, obviously. Yeah, I like it when, you know, they, they do a lot of things like that in Atlanta. Yes. And it's so weird because they do a lot of filming in my neighborhood where I live, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be like watching a movie and then all of a sudden I get completely taken out of the moment because yeah. I'm like, I know that that's, place. That's my neighbor's Yay. house. I think the residents of Portland kind of had like mixed feelings about the show because I was reading an NPR article about it. Mm. Where on the one hand, like, yeah, it brought more attention and fun. And jobs. And jobs. But at the same time, I think some people felt a little, I'm going to say maybe they were a little overly sensitive. Yeah. About the portrayal of Portland residents. That's so stupid to me when people do that as a collective. Like, if they were to come and do something about my hometown, obviously I understand it's going to be an over-exaggerated version it's fucking called satire. It's fine. Yeah. And the whole point of the show was like, yes, it's a sketch comedy show set in Portland. And it's making fun in a gentle way. They're not putting people down. Right. It's not like, you know, really hard hitting satire and sarcasm. Yeah. Like they're poking fun at like these different kinds of people who live in Portland. Like and the it's also, hipsters. It's a very lateral sort of humor yes. because these are obviously like hardcore liberals who are making right. the show. So it's not like it's conservatives coming in and being like, we're going to expose how stupid liberals right. are. Right. It's know? not It's not to get at it's, someone. It's not like gotcha. Yeah, it's people poking fun at themselves. Right. Like how we poke fun at each other. Yes. I'm always kidding. I believe you. <laughs> hey, fill me up, bud. Okay. I need some too. Okay. This is delicious so far. It is delicious. So I don't know if I want to keep talking about Portlandia or if I want to cross-examine you. Oh my God, you're already getting into that. Oh, oh there's a <laughs> thing on the back. Ooh, tell us. Delightful cherry aromas. Oh, look, look at, at you. Me. You're getting so good at this. Balanced acidity and spicy finish. I'm not getting spicy. I think spicy maybe in the sense of like there's a little bit of pepper, but not like. Not Tabasco kind of spicy. Yeah, there's, no, kind of there's spicy. no hot sauce in the wine. Is there a spicy wine though? Like spicy, spicy wine. Does that exist? No. Can we make one? We just put some hot sauce in wine and call it a thing. That sounds really terrible. But people will buy it. That fruit wine needed some spice too. That's God, for that's, damn sure. I bet if we put some tajina in the fruit wine, it would have made it better. Oh, that probably, I mean, it could have made it worse. Right. Or could it? Maybe it would be well, a horrible <laughs> mistake. <laughs> What if you try it and tell us? So it says that it would be a good pairing with lighter braised meat dishes. Oh. Or a wild mushroom risotto and grated oh. Parmesan cheese. That kind of goes with the mushroom yeah. um, that you were getting in it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. Oh, a mushroom risotto sounds good. Doesn't it sound delicious? Yeah. With can some you, freshly grated Can you make Parmesan? some for us later? <laughs> Do you have all the ingredients? Sure. Then sure, I'll make some. Okay, it's a deal. 
You know what? Because you sassed me. Let's cross-examine you. You sassed me first. That's not true. We have it on record. I've never done such a thing. I hate it when Fat Checker plays hooky. <laughs> yeah, because we can't have him, like, be the referee in between us. <laughs> All right. So this... Ex- mm. Yeah, that's because you sassed me. It is. It's my... I gave you the stroke wine. (laughs) Oh, no. This cross-examination is going to be about the city of Portland itself. I love the enunciation. Thank you. Okay. And it's going to be a true-false quiz. Oh, God, no. No. All right, give me a number. We have eight of them. Eight. Okay, let's do eight. Okay. There is a local Portland character... He was a man who dressed up like Darth Vader, and he rides a unicycle and plays a flaming bagpipes. True or false? Flaming? Yeah. Like they shoot fire? Mm-hmm. True or false? This is difficult because I, I guarantee there probably is some sort of such character. Mm-hmm. But is it And, you know, this? we used to have our baton bob. We did, yeah. I think every major city has their, like, yeah. kind of Like New York mascot. has the naked cowboy guy. Right, yeah. right, right. But the devil's in the details. Mm. I'm going to say it's true. Sure. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. You're you're right. Oh my god! Congratulations. Flaming Take a sip. bagpipes. Yeah, that's worth it just to go see that alone. His name is the Wily Unipiper. <laughs> I love that. It's like a a Pied Piper with a little yes. bit of Unibomber. Yes, and also like he's a little he's a little character. He's Wily. And he dresses up as Darth Vader. He dresses up as Darth Vader, rides his unicycle around playing. Flaming bagpipes. I love the elements of don't danger. don't go together. <laughs> but it's three different separate types of danger. You've yes. got the unicycle. Yes. You've got, obviously, flaming bagpipes, yes. which God knows how that happens. I don't know the mechanics of that. And then also very limited visibility with a Darth Vader helmet. Yeah, and probably a pretty flammable costume, too. <gasps> also, not to mention <gasps> the cape. As, the cape as Edna Mode yeah. famously said... <gasps> No capes. Do you think his cape ever gets caught in the wheel? Oh, God, I hope not. Because what if he's like in the middle of playing and just the flames. Oh, it'd be all over. Yeah. Hide Hide your children. Hide your, yes. Hide your wives. This sounds less like an endearing city mascot and more of like a city just menace. A, just a troubled person <laughs> that the city's like, oh, look at him go. Yeah. It's like, no, it's a cry for help. help <laughs> oh, he's wily. I would like to go and see that. Though. I would like to see it. Yeah. Next number. Seven. Okay. Portland is home yes. to the. It is home. Is that where you're from? <laughs> Portland is home to the smallest park in the world. True or false? The smallest park. The smallest park in the world. Wow, I love the idea of a little miniature park. Mm-hmm. How teeny tiny would that have to be? Oh, like a know. median? I don't know. I think you're trying to get me on this one. Okay. I'm going to say false. You sure? Yeah. <gasps> Wrong. Oh, I should have gone with my gut because my you first sh- instinct yeah. was yes. Tell me about this park. So it's called, where did I write it down? Mills End Park. And it is about the circumference, that's the word. Yeah. Of girth. a li- girth of a light post. Oh. Because it was in a spot where a light post was going to go. For some reason it didn't. So somebody was like, we'll make it a park. Does it have a little patch of grass on it? It does, yeah, and it has a little park sign. Oh my god, that's fucking adorable though. Yeah. Don't you wanna go and like set up a picnic for ants in that little yes, miniature park? Yes, I do. Park? You know I like miniature things. That's I do adorable too. to me, yeah. 
we need to get like a little miniature gingham picnic blanket and like a oh. sugar cube placed on it. Oh, and then they'll come and sit on the little miniature wooden benches. Yes. Yes. I love it. And the little miniature wicker, wicker basket. <laughs> oh my God. Can't talk. We are struggling. Apologies to listeners. because. <laughs> Apparently, we're not good with our words today. It sounds like we're both like wearing like teenagers with headgear, you know? It does, yeah. You would think that we have never spoken before. <laughs> you think we'd never spoken before. Oh. Yeah, Portland likes its miniature things. They also have this thing where there are a lot of like these little small like toy horses that are attached to like these little metal rings that are in the sidewalks just placed all over the city. That's adorable. It is cute. I want to go to Portland. I know. Let's do it. Well, you know, Atlanta, like we have our little doors thing, mm-hmm. which little are really doors. cute. Yeah. yeah. I did love that thing that you sent me the other day of little miniature libraries for your dashboard. <gasps> yes. Don't you want one? Mm-hmm. I want you to buy me one. I'm <laughs> just one book. No, a set. Okay. Okay. I'm also obsessed with miniatures. Yes. And I have been ever since I was a kid. When I was a child, there was a certain hardware store that my grandfather would always go to. Mm-hmm. And they had an entire section that was kits for building dollhouses, like Victorian yes. dollhouses. Yes. And they would have some of them that were assembled, like just as like the models for the floor, mm-hmm. but they weren't painted or decorated or anything. And I was obsessed with them. And obviously it wouldn't have mattered if I had wanted them or not because I wouldn't have gotten them but Mm -hmm. I did want them and the only reason it wasn't so that I could play with dolls in them I wanted to assemble them and like Mm. do the little light fixtures and get like little miniature wallpaper there's something really endearing about tiny tiny things yes yeah like I I love your little things that you got in your bookshelves what do they call those book nooks book nooks yes I think they're so cute they are really cute you know boyfriend still hasn't put together his book nook that (gasps) I got him Sounds super ungrateful. I know. Well, he opened up the box and he's like, there's so many tiny parts on this. He's like, I don't think I can handle it and put it back. In fairness. He's not one to be afraid of tiny parts. He loves it. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. <laughs> I mean, he loves assembling. He, he does little, love his minis. Yeah. yeah, his little miniatures. Well, here's the thing. He got me a book nook and I kind of outsourced putting that together on him while I just sat at the table with him watching TikToks. <laughs> So maybe you should reverse the roles this time. But here's the thing. I get easily frustrated assembling things. I do too. I'm not I'm not one to like put together an Ikea chair. Mm-mm. I'll get so mad and just be like, I quit but if it's in like a, two minutes. But if it's a miniature, you might like it better because I'm the same way, but I love putting together like Lego sets. Well, here's the thing. I like doing the decorative part of like mini things. Okay. I don't like doing the structural part of that. Okay. Well, what if like, he just does the structure and then you do the, the decor? Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do the you decor. You can split the labor. Yes. Like an actual partnership, Rachel. <laughs> Fine. Instead of just looking at TikToks while he does all the Fine. work. Fine. I'm choosing the next number. <laughs> Six. Which I think you were going to choose anyway. You'll never know. Uh, no, I won't. Then it's going to eat you alive to the end of your days. <laughs> it will. Okay, so Portland has a lot of nicknames. One of them... Portlandia. Is Yeah, it is Portlandia. One of them is Lumbertown, which was a nickname that emerged in the 1800s. True or false? Man, you've gotten me with two trues. Mm. But this could be a trap. You don't know. Mm. Read it to me again. I need to really feel it in my gut. Okay, let me not drop my notebook. Let me throw my pen down. Okay. So Portland. I have the power to say whether or not I got it right. Oh boy. Portland has a lot of nicknames. One of them is Lumbertown, 
which was a nickname that it got in the 1800s. True or false? I'm going to go with false. Okay. Tell me why. Because I think you're trying to trick me. (laughs) (laughs) You always ask why as though I'm going to be like, well, because actually Lumbertown was Shreveport. (laughs) Exactly. All right. You're correct. Celebratory Uh, stuff. Yes. Yeah. It does have a lot of nicknames. It wasn't Lumbertown. I was trying to throw you off. There was one nickname called Stump Town. <laughs> okay. Which was like based on like the logging industry. Basically. Isn't there a coffee company called Stump Town? I feel like that's kind of true. Maybe. I f- I'm not no a way- coffee drinker. So There's no way to know. I don't pay attention to my coffee. <laughs> I should. Well, if you were. I'm neglecting it. Are there people who hear voices from their coffee? And Maybe if you drink a lot of it. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's also nicknamed Bridge City. Oh, do they have a lot of bridges bridges. or just one? They have a lot. The the one really important one. The one bridge. No, they have a lot of bridges because they're founded on like two rivers. So there are a lot of like things to drive over, I guess. I don't know. Different things to drive over. I'm not a city planner. It's also nicknamed City of Roses. Oh. Because their climate is really ideal for growing roses. Well, that's lovely. I bet it smells delightful during the spring and summer. I know. They have apparently like really dry like warm months in the spring and summertime, but very wet, cold weather months in the fall and winter. Doesn't that sound ideal, though? It does. It really does. I hate our hot, humid summer. I do, too. I do, too. Fact Checker gets really depressed during, like, cold, gray, rainy falls and winters. And to me, I'm like, that's exactly when it's supposed to be that way. Yes. Yes. Like, you're not doing it right if you're not sitting in a window seat. Reading a good book on a rainy, gray winter day. I know, right? I would I would move there, and I'd, I'd make it part of my, like, work contract that, sorry, if it's a rainy winter I afternoon. I have to stay home. Yeah, so I stay home and read. I can't go into work. It's impossible. All right, next number. Five. Okay. Portland is home to the largest independent bookstore in the world. True or false? True. Okay, any reasoning? Because it is. <laughs> okay, celebratory stuff. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. It's called Powell Books or Powell's City Books. Sorry. Sorry, Portland. Powell's City Books. And apparently it's like a little local chain. So I don't know if this fact is counting like all the individual locations oh, or like gotcha. the one location. Gotcha. And so there might be cheating a little bit. Also independent if it's. It's not like a it's chain. A ch- it's not like Barnes and Noble. Yeah, but if it has several, then it is a chain. But it's not a big corporation? Define big corporation. Money? (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm confused by this business fact. You know what? I've confused myself now, so let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Question one, please. Oh, okay. The name of the city Mm -hmm. was a result of a bet on a horse race. True or false? That's a really great story if it's true. It I mean, is. it's a great story even if it's false, but it's a great yeah. true story if it's so true. So is it true? I want it to be, so I'm going to say yes. Ooh. Wrong. Take oh, a drink. Oh, where does the name come from? I'm going to tell you. It's named after Portland, Maine. It is. It is. Interesting. Why? Because the two founders of Portland, Oregon, Asa Lovejoy, who was from Boston. Asa's a weird name. I kind of like it, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it, but it's weird. And Francis Pettigrove. Don't you love that last name? That's fantastic. What about Asa Pettigrove? 
Ooh. Doesn't that sound like a an independent bookstore owning detective? Oh, yes. Okay. New trademark. <laughs> trademark this idea. 1800s Portland or early 1900s Portland. Ooh, and we'll talk about that time because that's an important time for the city. Is it? Yeah. But there were a lot of crimes that needed to be solved by independent bookstore you owners. so right. <laughs> Love this. And Asa Butterfield can play Asa Pettigrove? Yeah. Pettigrove. Which is the new character. Pettigrove. Yeah, so Asa Lovejoy, the real person, was from Boston. Francis Pettigrove was from Portland. They both wanted to name the city after their hometowns. Okay. And they were both arguing and, like, wouldn't give in. So they said, okay, we're going to, like, toss a coin. Three times to decide. Three times. And two out of three. Two out of three. And Francis won. So the city was named after Portland, Maine. I can't imagine there being another Boston. Like, yeah, that would be weird. It would be weird, wouldn't it? Because, like, in fairness, Portland, Maine isn't a big, big city. I, this is no, I don't mean this as shade. Right. I forget that Portland, Maine exists. When I I hear Portland, Portland, the first thing I think is Oregon. Yeah, Yeah, same, same. Even though it's not the capital. No, but still, like, who cares? What is the capital of Oregon? Eugene? Salem. Salem? Oh, no, Salem is in Massachusetts. Let's be real. Yeah. There's one Salem that's Massachusetts. Right. Like Boston. Right. (laughs) So what we're learning is once Boston names a city, they now own that name. I mean, Massachusetts? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was there with you, though. Yeah, you got it. I got it. I was saying. I was driving over your bridge. Yeah, bridge city. So, yeah, so this coin that they have now kept in, like, City Hall, I guess, a museum. Who knows? There's no way to find out. It's called the Portland Penny. I need to know if that's really actually cute. the coin or if they just, like, they just, like got an old a, coin. An old-timey coin. They're like, yeah. yeah, this is it. And we're like, sir, that's a euro. Like, yeah, they, they were using euros then. <laughs> it was Portland's the old-timey times. okay? <laughs> <laughs> Next number. Two. Oh, okay. Portland has a slogan called Keep... Portland weird. True or false? It's along those lines. I know that, but I don't know if it's keep Portland weird or keep Portland strange. Oh, they're synonyms. They are. I feel like it's keep Portland strange. Oh. So I'm going to go false. It is. It is weird. Oh, no. I'm I'm not doing well in this last Yeah, you really went downhill there. Which is also a slogan for Austin, Texas. It's like, keep Austin weird. I don't know which came first. Because we're not Texans are not very original. Mm -hmm. Boy, they're a big state tover. I don't care. (gasps) You know, half of our listeners are from Texas. I seriously somehow doubt that. Yeah, I have no idea. Although the ones that are from Texas are probably from Austin. That's probably true. (laughs) So sorry. Sorry. Yeah, the Keep Portland Weird slogan started in 2003, which oh, is not that that's long very ago. Recent. Yeah, what was their slogan mind? before that? Hey, e pluribus hey we're, we're Portland. We have a penny somewhere. Portland. It wasn't a great slogan. Pennies and bridges. We got them. You want them? We got them. But you can't have them. You can look. Because they're ours. But you can't touch. <laughs> it was very, it wasn't very pithy. It wasn't. It was too long and kind of confusing. Yeah. This one's better. Yeah, this one's better, yeah. All right, you have two more. Four. Okay. Portland has the most microbreweries per capita in the U.S. True or false? That was really good pronunciation. Thank you. I tried a lot because I knew I was going to mess it up. Yeah. (laughs) 
the most microbreweries. Yeah. I feel like at one point that had to have been true. Okay. The question is, is it still true? Because, Ooh. you know, we have a lot of microbreweries here. We do. I'm going to go with yes. True. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Celebratory uh, yes. Yeah. So some other nicknames for Portland are Beer Town and Beervana. Beervana. Which oh is God. cute. I like that. But also, how many nicknames do you need? Yeah, for real, Portland. You're, you have too many nicknames. How many nicknames does Atlanta have? Well, there's a stupid hot Atlanta, which well, nobody from Atlanta likes. we don't acknowledge that. Yeah, we don't Yeah, there's that. a city in the forest. Oh, that's a, that's a real... the city in the trees. Mm, maybe? <laughs> Fact checker! There's obviously the ATL. Yeah, ATL, yeah. And that's pretty that's, much it, that's right? It. Rachel's Town. Topherville. Mm, Rachel's Town's a little more popular, though. Yeah, well, it's more popular because it's, you know, people can afford it. People of Rachel's social class can afford it. <gasps> it used to be called Shantytown. That's all I'm saying. You're mean, Tiffer. <laughs> I say as we're in your multi-bedroom house. Yes, with it's a all my studio. <laughs> okay, final question. I'm going to go with number three. Yes, that is the question. Celebratory sip for me. Yeah, take a little sip for remembering numbers. Because you know I don't. <laughs> Philip. Oh, I figured if I drained my glass, then nope, I would Phillip. win no matter what. Philip, Topher. You ready? Ready. Okay. So like a lot of old towns that were founded in the 1800s, there mm-hmm. are some wacky laws that are still on the books. I love old timey wacky laws. I know. So there is still a law that's like technically on the books that anybody who owns a dog must also own a shotgun in Portland. True or false? I don't like the implications yeah. of this. True. It's false. I just totally oh. made it up. It's not real at all. Okay, fair enough. Wouldn't that be sad, though? That would be sad. I'm actually glad that that was false. I know, because you're like, oh, no, my dog has rabies. I have to show Right. Him. So there's the one, I don't know if you like reading about those like crazy laws, mm-hmm. too. There's the one, and I'm sorry if I get the city wrong, but it was like Cincinnati or something. Sure, who cares? Where it's still in the books that yeah. you are not allowed to keep an ice cream sandwich in your back pocket mm-hmm. on a Sunday, which I'm yes. like, that's not an ideal place to keep an ice cream sandwich first, on first any of day. All, right. Like, and what idiot totally ruined that for everybody else? I want to know what the story is behind yeah. it. Yeah. Like, They're like, did he, you know that he went into like a fancy church and sat down and ruined one of their yes. pews? And they're like, we're going to make a law. No ice cream sandwiches in your pockets on Sunday. Right. Yeah. Versus maybe just put a sign out on the church that says no ice cream sandwiches inside. Right. Or no food and drink. Specifically, Specifically ice cream ice sandwiches. Cream sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. So you got half right. Oh, my God. 50%. You are making them harder. I am. Fill me up. No, I don't want to toast you. Fill me up, please. But we both won. Okay, fine. And now I don't have to fill you up. Topher. <laughs> tricky, tricky person. Rules of the Fae. Okay. Yeah, so let's talk about the history of Portland for a little bit, and then we'll get back into Portlandia. Yes. So Portland. Nope, we're equal. Yeah. Okay. We may as well. There's only a little bit left. Well, okay, then you fill the rest of yours. Thank you. Portland is a relatively small city. It only has about like 650,000 inhabitants in the city limits. I have no scale for what that means. Well, about 2.5 people in like the metro Portland area. 2.5 like people? Million. Oh. I said million. <laughs> I still don't like, give me a scale to think about that. Atlanta has about like 
four, four and a half-ish million people in the metro area. And what about in the actual city limit? Rachel! Smaller than that? Fact checker. Check the facts. I would assume at least like a million. I would think maybe so. I don't know. I like a small city, though, like a small big city. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like Portland's vibe. It is the second largest city in the Pacific Northwest after Seattle. Yes, correct. Yeah. But like in the U.S. total, it's like the 25th largest city. So it's not a big city per se. When whenever me and Fact Checker have done any traveling through the U.S. and we've Mm -hmm. stopped into kind of those little big cities, I know it's not the capital, but I you think that it's the capital. Right, right, and I think right. it's actually bigger than Salem. Probably. Um, well, about half of Oregon's population is in the metro area of Portland. So yeah. probably, yeah. We've always had the best time, though. Like Kansas City, Missouri. Really? Great little big city. Really? Like, yeah. So much fun. Hmm. But it's also, you have to think about, like, in those areas, it becomes the pocket of kind of the liberal Because it, it's area. a city. Yeah. 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 And it's just fun. Mm-hmm. There's always like so much fun stuff to do. Richmond's that way too. Although I think that Portland's probably more fun than Richmond. Probably so, yeah. Yeah, so Portland was technically like founded in the 1840s. It was basically the end of the Oregon Trail. Really? Yeah. But of I guess course, that makes sense because yeah. it is in Oregon. Yeah. And even though it's not on the coast, it is on the river. So that would make sense too yeah. for like trading and commerce purposes. I mean, once you get to the coast, there's really not a whole lot. Mm-mm. going on it's lots of small villages fishing villages and yeah. things like that but like they're not known for their i mean they're known for their beaches but not in terms of it's not like california where you put on your bikini and go to the beach right it's, it's not like, like a swimming beach yeah. which i like a good rocky beach i like I've a good cold been. weather beach i've never been and i want to yeah it's just very like scenic and pretty to me i want to i want to go and put on like a really cozy what are those sweaters that are like specifically from an area in Ireland? Yeah, you know what I'm talking yes, about. It's yes, made with yes. like a specific kind of sheep wool, and yeah. they do the braiding on it. Yes, I want to wear one of those and some like woolen like tights or something. Have like great boots on, a hat, and live my best like Irish Spring soap commercial life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I'm kind of wearing a sweater kind of like that. Oh, you are? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of dress for, like, the climate of Portland, and you dress for, like, the The persona of Portland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I've got my... Very hipstery. Yeah, I went for my most hipster today, which you know is not typically my aesthetic. Yes. So I've got my hipster pants on Mm -hmm. that are rolled up, and then my bell sleeve. I like this. It's like a Lisa Frank floral pattern. It is, yeah. It's then, cute, yeah. Of course, my neon jellyfish. Yes. And then your Hawaii hat. And my Hawaii <laughs> trucker hat that I rescued. Okay. <laughs> from a fate worse than death from our corporate retreat. Yes, that's true. So Portland was kind of like the a frontier kind of town. Of course, there were obviously like native people there prior to like white settlers coming in. Brief pause. Okay. I do have to point out that you missed a very... Great opportunity to wear the fern necklace today. Oh, I did. I should have worn it for the The one that I got for you for Christmas that you've never fucking worn. I have worn it. In spite of the fact that I was like. Multiple times to work. But for some reason, when you come over, my brain's like, no, don't do it. (laughs) Don't let him know that I like this. (laughs) Can never let Topher know I appreciate his thoughtful gift. (laughs) No, but this would have been a very good It would have been a good really. I'll change into it when we're done. Okay. Okay. Just make it happy. Not. 
I guess you're not going to do it now, but that's fine. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt the flow of our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like you do constantly, Topher. Yeah. I do. You finally saw it. Thank you. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> oh, I know this about myself. I just have no intention of changing. I know. And I know your bladder is teeny tiny. <laughs> it has its limits. It does. Yeah. So there were the, I'm going to probably mess up the pronunciation, so forgive me. Oma and Clackamas people. That's a mouthful. I know. There are two, like, two different kind of like native oh, indigenous okay. tribes. Not like one big thing. I thought it was Molnotma and Clackamas. Oh, no. Molnotma. Molnotma. Melatonin. M-U-L-T-Noma and N-O-M-A-H. Clackamas. Clackamas, yeah. Clackamas sounds like an old-timey adjective. Like it does. and then the reindeer landed on the It does sound kind of Christmassy, so doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, this is not meant as disrespect to any indigenous. No, it's tribes. just a sound yeah. that our brains make dumb associations with. Yeah. They were invented in 1805 by Meriwether and Clark when they had their expedition out there. So it's kind of cool that there were like thriving indigenous populations out there but of course you know white settlers came in that all left why is it that like we grew up without them calling it calling them meriwether and clark it was always lewis lewis and, and clark. clark when like oh good question why was it one person's first name i love the name meriwether it's, it does sound like a hobbit to me which yeah. is cute yeah so then settlers came in the 1840s kind of the end of the oregon trail it kind of grew after the gold mine rush in California. I think people just started moving like farther and farther north. Yeah. And by the turn of the 20th century, it was one of the most dangerous port cities in the United States. So this was like the, oh, what was it in Pirates of the Caribbean? The island that they would go to? Yes. Tortuga? Yes, 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 yeah. So it was exactly. like the Tortuga of yeah. the... Yeah, was, there was like a ton of crime. And then like following that, there was some organized crime, which I don't associate with Portland in the early 20th century. There was like a lot of like racketeering stuff going on in the town. What is racketeering? I think it's when you do bad business. Like you take money illegally. Like money laundering? I think so. We don't know. Clearly, we're not business people. <laughs> or organized crime people. Or are we that good that we're just like, yeah. playing dumb what, so well? What is racketeering? I, I would never know what I racketeering is. I don't know. Judge, you can't put me in jail. I'm the judge. I'm the judge. <laughs> I My intentions are so wholesome. I would never know what I racketeering is. I don't even know is. what it means. So how can I be guilty? Right. 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 In the 1960s, though, the Portland that we kind of know of today started to emerge. Okay. Where a lot of hippies started to move up there a lot from San Francisco, which makes sense, like, geographically. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of, like, communes and, like, food co-op things that started to emerge in Portland and just kind of really stuck around until today. Yeah. Which is a lot of what the show Portlandia kind of pokes fun at. It was, like, kind of that liberal, progressive, hippie-ish mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And, obviously, has some very famous residents, such as... At one point, Beverly Cleary. Yes, Beverly, our good friend Bev. Bev, who was also good friends with Betty White. That's true. That is a fact that I remembered definitely on my own until. (laughs) We actually don't. We made that fact up. No, she knew she and her husband. Oh, that's right. Betty White and her husband. We didn't make that up. No, we didn't. That's that's a real thing, Topher. Sometimes. Wait, Sometimes no, we, did we make it I up? I think we made it up because well, we said that was, would be really great because just because she was oh, a children's yeah. librarian in the the California city yeah. where Betty White lived. Ooh, yeah, I think we made I that up. I think we made that up. She was friends with somebody else famous. 
that's potentially true. You go back and listen to that episode and tell us because we don't know. I love that we we have a fact-based podcast and we can't remember whether we've made up facts. I, or... I think it's because we go so in-depth really into do. our research. It has nothing to do with the alcohol. No, but by the time we're bit. done and like we have to research for the next episode because our right. fans demand it, right. like our brains have to get that information out of our brains. Like, get out. We need room for more info. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a science. That's a neuroscience fact. I did actually have a dream about Betty White last night, though. Oh. That I went to like a Wendy's or something. Okay. And Betty White was still alive, and she was doing a book reading mm. from her book that she had written at a Wendy's. At a Wendy's, that's and a there place. was a bus full of senior citizens there to hear the book reading. No, they were mean. They were like, <gasps> they were like, why are you here? You didn't buy tickets. And I was like, it's just a Wendy's. I just wanted a spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> and so I like very politely waited for all of them to go through the line to uh-huh. meet and greet with Betty White. Mm-hmm. And then she was about to leave. And I was like, oh, Betty, I, I love you so much. Like mm-hmm. you have meant so much to me over the years, mm-hmm. blah, 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 all this stuff. And she was very, very sweet. And she went to go give me a hug. And for some reason, I embraced her and lifted her up and spun around. I was about to say, did you like crack her in half? No, no, no. She's so old. But she definitely did a little, I thought at first it was like a wee, but actually it was like a oh kind of thing. And I was like, oh no, I think I just traumatized Betty White. I love that in your dream, you're still awkward with celebrity. <laughs> what do you mean still awkward with celebrity? I'm- nothing. I mean nothing by it. <laughs> yeah, it was a, definitely a very strange stress dream. Yeah. Anyway, back to Portland. Back, back to Portlandia. Which has nothing to do with Betty White. As far as we know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Wait, was she in charge of the organized crime? Betty. She was very old. She so. was racketeering. She was racket, racketing it up? I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like maybe some kind of weird, like, racquetball betting pool yeah, situation. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's decide on that. Yeah, so Portlandia is, like, kind of poking fun at, like, this vibe of the city of these people who like kind of think they're a little better than everybody else in the u.s because they're so liberal and progressive but like no you still have your issues Mm -hmm. so there were a lot of really famous sketches from portland india okay i'm glad you specified that because at first i was thinking like art sketches from that time (laughs) and i'm like oh i didn't realize that you know, early 1900s Portland was yeah. known for its famous racketeering sketches. Well, in between, you know, the danger of the ports, people were drawing it up. Yeah. It's <laughs> an artistic center of the world if right. you could survive it. You know, and then like drunken sailor fistfights. So they have one sketch that I really like called 911 Beats Emergency. Okay. Where it's like a specific 911 that people would call when they had some red in their poop. And the answer was like, it's always beats. Yeah. It's always beats. That has happened to me before. Me too. Because for, you forget that like you, forget you the next beats. Day, yeah. And then you're like, oh no, I'm dying. You're like, oh no, wait, I hate beats. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a scary experience for all of us. It is. Especially when you're like, but they were golden beats. Did you put food dye on them though? No. To make them red? Maybe I really was bleeding out my anus. There's no way to tell. It was a long time ago. It's fine. You're fine. <laughs> Maybe it was the wine I had with the Golden Beats. That was probably, yeah, yeah. There is one where, like, the feminist bookstore partnered up with the Portland Trailblazers, which is their basketball team, to, like, revamp their dance team and make it more of, like, a feminist. Nice. So it was kind of, like, poking fun at people who, you know, these, like, super-duper feminists who can't appreciate the fun female and body. Levity. 
Yes. <laughs> I would really like it. I wish that this show were still on mm-hmm. because it'd be so much fun to have a crossover SNL Portlandia episode with Kate McKinnon oh, where she yeah. does the mm-hmm. cats. Oh, the cats. cats is your friend to has claws, you know, that kind of thing. Well, funny enough, there is a famous cat sketch from Portlandia called Catnap. Okay. With Kristen Wiig, who was on SNL. Love Kristen Wiig. So Fred and Carrie play like this indie hipster band that also has a cat in the band. And Kristen Wiig plays this woman named Gaffy with a G. Gaffy. Oh, my God. Who doesn't want the band to get like famous and like leave Portland. So she catnaps them. It makes them perform for her. That's hilarious. Yes. Which is, of course, like silly and over the top. I want to see that sketch. But there's a song on it called like Whisker Patrol, Whisker Patrol. And every now and then that like little line will just pop into my brain at random moments. Yep. And nobody else has really like seen Portlandia in the same way that I think I did. So you're just like wandering down the halls of your office. Like Whisker Whisker Patrol, Whisker Patrol. Yeah. They have a lot of guest stars. True. Yes, that's true. Olivia Wilde. Love her. Has guest starred as part of like an eco-terrorist group. Oh my God. (laughs) Amy Mann. Do you know Amy Mann? Uh, The musician, yeah. Yes, good job. She guest starred as Fred and Carrie where they're kind of playing like these weird versions of themselves. They're house cleaner. Love that. And they like are like, oh my gosh, Amy Mann's our house cleaner. At first they're kind of like like fanning over her like oh we love your music and then they start to be like you missed a spot on the stove can you please like go back (laughs) and then they kind of accuse her of like stealing shit oh my god yes but then they also kind of go into like oh but we love your music and there's one line like look amy we we hate tori amos she sucks (laughs) they're like we hate sarah mclaughlin look we made a pinata of sarah mclaughlin like they'd be that's hilarious. And at the end, it's like Amy Mann with Sarah McLaughlin. Amy Mann's like, oh, those two are crazy. <laughs> like describing it to her. Okay, but if you had a house cleaner who was a celebrity. Yes. Who would it be? <gasps> mm, the Rock. Is he it because gets, you want to sexually harass your house cleaner? No, it's because he could like lift up my like TV stand and finally get the rug to lay flat Ooh, underneath or it. Or underneath the oven and the refrigerator. Yes, he could like pull those out so easily and clean behind there. That's a really good answer. Thank you. I put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Who would you have? Well, mine is going to sound problematic because we haven't actually talked about. Over. Who is it? Chanel Monet. Because you hate her. And because, you just want to boss her around. Because she and I are in a feud and I want her to see what it's like. Yeah. So one of you needs to send us in a sidebar question to finally get the story out of Judge Topher. <laughs> Yeah, we've been in a feud for several years. And when I say we've been in a feud, I don't mean like an imaginary feud. Like a I mean real like, deal feud. Like she and I actually Hate have had other. words. Yeah. 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 So ask that question so Hoover can finally spill the beans on <laughs> They've had Aubrey Plaza. Okay. I love Aubrey Plaza. I know. So I was re-watching some Portlandia today. And boyfriend was kind of like wandering into the living room. He's like, oh, Aubrey Plaza. I was like, yep. So, do you want to hear an Aubrey Plaza story? Yes. I've waited on her. I bet she's lovely, is she? She's great. Thank you. Um, I'm pretty sure that she and I are engaged (gasps) at this point. But when she came in, she was with two friends. They were filming something in Atlanta. This was several years ago. Mm -hmm. Obviously, pre-pandemic. Sure. And she was chewing gum. Mm -hmm. Now, if you know me well, you know that I have this aversion to adults chewing gum. Okay. I even have stress dreams where I have gum in my mouth and I can't get Mm -hmm. it all out. Oh. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Okay. 
well, I was getting their drink orders and she took her gum out of her mouth mm-hmm. and stuck it on the top of her bread plate. <gasps> and my face must have done something because uh-huh. you know how she's got a very expressive face yes. and eyes. And she's kind of like side eyed me and in slow motion grabbed it <gasps> and took it off the plate and put it back in her mouth. And then just like in shame, looked down at her menu. <gasps> I love that and it you was, like bullied on yourself. I, I did bully her accidentally. Yeah. Yes. And and I think she respected it because yeah. we had the best rapport through the rest of the experience. Oh, like that. we were cutting up with each other. She was like at one point like fake sexually harassing me where she Yeah, because we had like a bit going and so yeah. I would come over and I'd be like I think it started with my description of the wine she was asking mm-hmm. me about like a specific wine and i was like oh it's really lush and has a very silky texture to it and she was like you're trying to seduce me and so when i was pouring the wine mm-hmm. for her i was like look how silky it is going into the glass and mm-hmm. she was like ooh and so then after that every time i would come by and ask how like she was enjoying something she mm-hmm. would like rub the <gasps> top of my arm and be like it's so lush and silky and that's why i like joke that i think we're engaged now yes she was great. Oh, yeah. I love that. Aubrey Plaza, come on our podcast. Aubrey Plaza, fun. do you remember me? Do you remember your fiance? Have you Toby's abandoned me? i trying to write to you, but it can't get your address. But I don't know how to write. Yeah, step one. I just keep sending you bread plates with gum on them with she, a big X on it. Yeah, you're like, she'll get it. She'll get it. <laughs> no, but she's lovely. Oh, I'm glad to hear that she's a good yeah. person in real life. Yeah. I love, though... That you categorized it as me bullying Aubrey Plaza because that because that gives she, me life. Because she, like in all the interviews I've seen of her, is just like, so like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to act whatever way I feel like acting. Mm-hmm. But I love that like your expression to her made her like immediately correct her behavior. <laughs> but in such a funny way, like I'll just put this old gum back in my mouth. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. They've had a lot of other stars too. Kumail Nanjiani has starred, you know him. Do you not like him? I don't know who that is. <gasps> Tofer. Camille. Yeah. Mangiani. Nanjiani. Nanjiani. He wrote The Big Sick, which came out a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. you know him. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. In my head, just because of the last name, I was thinking of like an Italian person. Nanjiani. Nanjiani, yeah. No, okay. St. Vincent. You know St. Vincent, the singer. I was going to say the Children's Hospital. Nope. <laughs> well, I'll show you some St. Vincent stuff. I think you'll like her her music. And she and Carrie dated a little bit, too. Oh. 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 Who else did they had? Jeff Goldblum. I know you, <gasps> you love Jeff Goldblum. No, I love Jeff Goldblum. He played the owner of an artisanal knot store. <laughs> <laughs> where it was just like these fancy knots that were sitting in bell jars. Yes, and I can yes. just picture Jeff Goldblum talking unironically about that the different exactly types of That is exactly how knots. the sketch goes. Yep. Yeah. Because the premise was like Carrie and Fred are like looking to get like a unique housewarming gift for a friend. And so they go to this knot store and Jeff Goldblum phenomenal. totally sells them on this like bullshit knot and they give it to their like person when they get to the house. And they're like, oh, thank you. And then they set it down. And there's a bunch of other like knots and belters around there. That's amazing. He also showed back up to play like kind of the same guy, but in like a crochet, like a doily store. <laughs> For when the characters you mentioned earlier, Peter and Nance, open up a and b in their home. And they're like, we have to cover it in doilies. Man, if this show had existed during the pandemic, he could have come back and reprised his role. But this time he's like doing macrame for plant holders. Yes. Because, you know, everybody was, was like, like macrame's in again. Yeah. Macrame's in. Plant mom is in. Yes. 
not being a macrame plant mom out. That's true. I'm still a macrame plant mom. Yeah. And I will always be. I'm not giving that up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We were at that amazing antique store that you told us about the other day. Yes, did you enjoy it? I did. We did not come home with anything because Fact Checker would not buy me the necklace that I wanted, even though it was only $35. Just steal his credit card. I have his credit card, but he was with me. Okay, distract him. Throw a ball somewhere like, go get it, Fetch. They're attached to me. Well, get a tennis one. (laughs) Unfortunately, he's not that easily distracted. Mm. They've also had Steve Buscemi on in multiple roles. I do like Steve Buscemi, too. Played like a recurring character of like their landlord in a lot of episodes who like doesn't really understand. like No, of like the house that like Carrie and Fred live in together kind of platonically. So the Carrie and Fred characters, they kind of modeled after Bert and Ernie, which I think is really cute. Like these like roommates who are friends, but like, but are they together? But are they not? That's actually really cute. Yeah, so Steve Buscemi plays their landlord. He also showed up in some other sketches too. Bert and Ernie make a cameo? They are very against Muppets in Portlandia. I'm surprised that you like the show so much because... I know, it was a real conflict. Steve Buscemi also played like this ad sales pitch marketing guy where he was trying to make celery cool because it was like after like Brussels sprouts and kale became really cool. Right. But it was like this whole thing where like the sketch just kept escalating into like more and more ridiculous things where he had to like make a deal with like big bacon to make celery look cool. Okay, but I do like celery. I do like celery too. Yeah, it's good. Cold or hot and like a dish. I'm not heating up celery in the microwave, Tover. I'm sorry. Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, you mean like cooking like yes. in it as the base, like yeah. a, a mirepoix kind of thing? Yeah, situation. I'm not just like eating hot celery. I don't I don't know. You said cold or hot. And You're right, so I said it weird. I'm picturing you with like there's you've got the like hot dog rotisserie with a, with a celery, celery on it. And you're just waiting there patiently with your toasted bun to be like, Yeah. Yeah, give me that celery. Yeah. Did we just write our own Portlandia skit? I think we kind of did. <laughs> Let's Trademarks. bring it back. Yeah, Fred Armisen, Carrie Brownstein, trademark it. You owe us money. Yeah, and they've also had a lot of like indie bands on the show too, because Carrie Brownstein is in the band Slater Kinney, which I don't think you've heard of. Fact Slater Kinney is the Canadian show. No. About the Canadians. No. Hey, that's Letter Kinney. Yes. <laughs> Slater Kinney. I love how I had to look back on my notes like, am I wrong? Nope, I'm right. I like gaslighting you. You do. Wait, what? Did you I... say gaslighting me? No. Okay. I believe you. I don't think you know Slater Kinney. I doubt it. Probably not. I don't, fact, know, fact checker I don't know most mainstream bands. Why would I know this in- <laughs> obscure indie True. band? True. Fact Checker loves a good like 90s angry feminist bands. So, like he knows Slater Kinney, I know. Yeah. They've had. Watch this- him be like listening to this and be like, you and I were literally listening to this in the car the other yes. day, and you asked, what band is this? And you're as just like, whatever. As, as soon as he says the name, you're it's like, just Boop. like, gone. I'll be like. Because it's filled with wine facts. Your brain is filled with wine facts. <laughs> There's true. no room for band There's no names. room for anything else. My brain is filled with wine facts and really yes. obscure history. Yes. That is not beneficial to the human race at all. Well, I would say all the important things your brain's filled with. <laughs> we could kill it at very niche trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Or anything about crows or corvines in general. Yes. Where is that trivia night? Where is that trivia night? We're going to be on Jeopardy one day. Or we, who wants to but, be a millionaire? But can we like select the categories? <laughs> no sports. No. No science. No. No math. No. Ew. No. But types of bread. Sure. You would be great at that. 
I mean, I eat bread. You do. So. <laughs> and I bake some. You you have. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Wine. Wine would celebrity. be. Celebrities. Weird historical facts. Corvines. Yes. We got it covered. Muppets. All the important things in life. That's basically an entire episode of it's Jeopardy. basically all you really need. Yeah. I think we just wrote a new sketch comedy show. <laughs> Where's just the two of us doing really very specific trivia questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll do hardness of gems for 400, Alec. He's dead. What? Alex Rebecca's dead. What? He's gone. When did that happen? Oh, that's right. He came over to dinner and he never recovered. Yes. Because of the indigestion. Yes. No one's sad. I always wanted to be on Jeopardy and meet him. Yes, they've had a bunch of other like big indie bands on the show too. Do you know the Decemberists? I know of the Decemberists. You've heard the name. Yeah. The Shins. I know of the Shins. Do you know Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam? I know of Pearl Jam. Okay, there you go. Hootie and the Blowfish. That is a band, but not on the show. Margaritaville. That is a Jimmy Buffett song. So the Eddie Vedder sketch, I love because it's making fun of people who are super into music in the 90s and who got bad tattoos. (laughs) And it's Carrie goes on a date with a guy who has a really bad Eddie Vedder tattoo. And she can't get over the bad tattoo. And then it like starts talking to her. And then at one point, it just becomes Eddie Vedder. I love that. Yeah. Okay, question for you. Yes. So both of us have some very good tattoos. Yes, we, some. I mean, both of us have good tattoos. Thank you. If you were to get a bad tattoo, (gasps) what would it be? Oh, I would have to go classic tramp stamp, dolphin, jumping over the water, and there's like a sunset in the background. Oh, like airbrush style? Yes. That's good. So I saw one the other day that I think I actually might get. <gasps> Just like a stupid like tribal arm thing. Oh, God, no. Wait, are you doing the barbed wire on your arm? <laughs> God, no. <laughs> what is it? So it would be on, since I already have something on this okay. side of my pelvis, mm-hmm. it would be on the other side. Okay. Just above my like waist hemline mm-hmm. for my underwear, not for my pants. Because mm-hmm. you wear is... your pants up real high, like nipple high. Nipple high, yeah. yeah. I'm a 1940s gangster. See? But it would be this hand that's holding a $50 bill and like dipping down. Like putting it in? Yeah. Ooh. And then it says above it, thanks, daddy. <laughs> How would fact checker react to that tattoo? I'm not going to tell him until I have it. And okay. he's just going to have to like it. I think it's adorable, though. I think it's really funny. I don't know how much you're going to like it after a while. Like, would the bit, like, wear off? No. Okay. Not for me. Okay. <laughs> We're fact checker, maybe. But it'll always be funny to you. Yeah. Yeah. And relationships should be about laughter. <laughs> live, laugh, love. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. What if you got live, laugh, love as a tattoo? I think that would be a great tattoo for you. Like right above like your groin. Just like live, laugh, love. Or which, wait, which word would you get tattooed on your penis though of the three? Live, laugh, or love? Here's what I would do though. Mm-hmm. I would have love in cursive on my forehead. Okay. And then live on this eyelid, Mm. laugh on this one. So you would only see it if I was winking or blinking. Right. But you just have a giant forehead tattoo in this scenario. That says love. Okay. Okay. And maybe like the O is a heart. Oh, yes. I love that for you. See? Love it. Get it? Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go. (laughs) Let's wrap up the episode and go get yourself a tattoo. I know a tattoo artist. He lives next door to me. 
There you go. And we're drunk enough to think this is a good idea. <laughs> yes. And as we know, that's when people get tattoos. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So they have a lot of good sketches on Portland. A lot of big stars. They won a Peabody Award. That sounds amazing. Do you know what that is? It means that Topher has to go pee. Oh, his my body. God, Topher. Fine. Okay, so I'm back, and I do know what a Peabody Award is. What is it? It is an award that is awarded mm-hmm. by Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, the famous cartoons. Yep. It started off as a radio award, hmm. and then it became something that was also for TV. It was nicknamed, like, the Pulitzer of Radio. Oh. Like, so it's a pretty prestigious award. So how did a TV show get it? I don't know that. Because TV also has sound, like radio has sound. Unless you're <gasps> muting your TV and then it's just closed captions. Yeah. And then it doesn't count. Speaking of which. Yes. So we recently got a new TV. Ooh, good for you, Mr. Thank you. I know. Humble brag, humble brag. And it's a Google TV. Mm. Can you talk to it? Yeah. <gasps> I know. And it drives me crazy that I can't talk to your TV. When are you coming over and trying to talk to my TV? Anytime that we're hanging out and I'm like, oh, I want to like look up something on YouTube. Oh, and you I have to like to type, type in every single letter thing. by letter. Yes, yeah, I hate annoying. that. Sometimes I wish my TV would just kind of get what I wanted it to look for. Right, I know. Like you get me TV, right? Right. <laughs> you, get whatever, you get where I'm going with that. So, but this, something changed when mm-hmm. we got this TV. And so like our Peacock Plus app, mm-hmm. anytime I want to watch Law & Order SVU, it automatically switches it over to the closed captioning for the hard of hearing, where it's not just closed captioning. It's also, she walks into a room and she sees blah, blah, blah. Like it describes things. Yeah, Yeah. and I'm like, oh, now I've got to go and change this. But it does it automatically every single fucking time. And I don't know how to get it to stop automatically doing it. That's funny. I change the setting every single time. And I'm like... Again, TV should get me. At this point, like, it should no, know. No, I don't want that. Right. Right. <laughs> but it's like, mm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do I it. I feel naughty. Maybe you're cooking and you can't look up. And I'm like, no, I don't put this show on when I'm cooking and right. can't look up. I want to see Mariska Hargate. I always want to see Mariska Hargate. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think we're kind of coming to the end. Is there okay. anything else you want to know about Portlandia or Fred Armisen or Carrie Brownstein? Yeah. How much did each character get paid? Money. Wow. Yeah. Multiples of money? Yeah, multiples of money, not just one money. Whoa, that's so much more money than I make. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, it is more money than I make. (laughs) Did you know that Fred Armisen was married to Elizabeth Moss for a little bit? That blows my mind. Yes. Follow-up question. Yes. Did it end because of the Scientology? Because I can't see Fred Armisen being into that. No, he's an atheist. He's like on a record. First of all, it's hard for me to reconcile. I don't know why I'm getting so heartfelt about this. You're very... Do you need to hold my hand right now? I do. This is very emotional for you. you. I'm kind of shaking it. I was like, that's strange. Let me put my two hands on your hand. Thank you. Okay. You're still shaking it. But a little more enthusiastically. I feel like you're meeting a celebrity for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) jokes on you didn't wash my hands after i went to the bathroom oh no wait do you hold your penis with the back of your hands when you pee how do you hold your penis when you pee i just let it roam (laughs) so go free explains the weird smells in your bathroom it does (laughs) maybe that's fine i love elizabeth moss but it is hard for me to reconcile that she's a scientologist she's a phenomenal actress and it almost ruins things for me almost so i don't know why their relationship ended but she did say and this is an exact quote that 
Being married to Fred Armisen was extremely traumatic and awful and horrible. Was it because he didn't ascribe to your particular religious beliefs? I think he's just a really shitty partner. They were only married two years. So he had a girlfriend afterwards who um, was an artist. I guess that ended badly because she painted a portrait of him called Fred Armisen, colon, portrait of a sociopath. Oh, no. Well, that's not good publicity. No, but then after that, he dated Natasha Lyonne for a long time. She's not gay. I thought she was. I know, right? But she's not. She's she's played a lot of gay characters. She's played so many gay characters. Yeah, but she's not. We literally watched But I'm a Cheerleader two nights ago. Right. Great film. Great film. Did you know that Clea Duvall was deep in the closet during that film? Oh, why she? I thought she was out. Oh, Clea. Don't you like the idea, though, that Maybe Natasha Lyonne was her, like, yes. awakening? Yes. Oh, I love Clea Duvall. If I were going to be a lesbian. Okay. Natasha Lyonne in that movie would have also probably been my awakening. Yeah. It was she was super cute. Yeah. Yeah. No, Fred and Natasha dated for a long time from 2014 until 2022. So like really recent. And they wow. broke up, but they're on like really good terms apparently. And they're okay. still friends. So I'm like, uh you've got like two partners who said you were a real shithead. But also, then a recent person grow. was like, yeah, true. That's true. Also yeah. people can grow. People can grow. Carrie has had like a less messy personal love life. She is bisexual, so she's dated men and women. I think would make it more messy. No, I'm wow. just kidding, bisexuals. That's <laughs> I'm making a tongue-in-cheek joke here. You can't see yeah. my face. <laughs> but Topher's like doing a big like eye roll and like putting the finger to his head, like, you're crazy. I hate you. Was I wrong? Yes. No. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> I think probably the most famous person that Carrie has been linked to romantically was St. Vincent. And again, I'll show you St. Okay, Vincent yeah. stuff. You've seen her. She's really pretty. She's like petite, kind of an angular face, like big kind of curly hair. No, that's Bernadette Peters. It is Bernadette Peters-ish if Bernadette Peters were St. Vincent. Okay. Okay. Okay, so other question for you. Okay. If you were going to date a celebrity, who would it be and why? Like, would you go really- Of these two celebrities? No, no, no. Just just any celebrity. Like, would you go really big or would you want to say- Stay small. I'd stay small, I think. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want a lot of attention. And I think probably the bigger celebrity you are, the more ego you have, too, which I would not but want. But also to the do. better settlement you get when they cheat on you. Oh, am I marrying them and getting money in the inevitable divorce? Then sure, yeah, I'll marry. Who, who's the richest celebrity? Oprah? Oprah, we're married now. <laughs> okay, but no, you're just dating. Ugh, dating? Well, maybe still Oprah. She seems nice. I don't know. I can't really think of a celebrity who I'd actually like like to be with in real life. Hmm. How about you? Stanley Tucci. Oh, St- okay. Stanley Tucci then. I steal Stanley. No, you can't. I said it first. Well, I said it second, so. <laughs> well, then you get my sloppy seconds. Fine. After we have a very amicable breakup for reasons that I don't understand still. And baby, I'm like not over. He'll, he'll still have money. I'll still take it. <laughs> and, and he can cook. Mm. Have you watched his show on HBO? Little bits. Not the whole thing. I've been waiting to watch it with you and you keep saying, oh, one day, Rachel. That is, there's so many lies. Just the layers of lies. There's no way to check because our fact checker isn't here. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's time to deliver a verdict. It's time to deliver a verdict. Okay, what are we going to say? One, two, three. Guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. You were going to say the wine is guilty? No, not the wine. Who? Fred Armisen. Okay, that's fine. Carrie, 
I don't know her. Not guilty. Okay, fair. And the wine? Not guilty. Not guilty. This is delicious. This is really good wine. How much was the bottle, by the way? I'm not sure because Fat Checker got it, but I want to say it was around 25 to 27 monies. Okay. That's a reasonable amount of monies, I think. It's a what? Reasonable. Hmm. I said it right. Okay. Don't check me. Well, this has been a delightful experience. Thank so you for fun. coming to our NPR show. Yes. Oh, they did. They did have a really good NPR sketch. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it privately. It's not for air. It's not for here. But we're going to do some more really fun episodes coming up. So yes. stay tuned for those. Also, don't forget about our sidebar episodes. Yeah. In which we answer your burning questions, whether they be alcohol related or celebrity related mm-hmm. or life advice we're great at that we're great at that clearly yes we're kind of killing it <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> so reach out to us and uh, you can find us at true crimes against wine gmail tiktok facebook instagram that's right and if you enjoy our show please subscribe it helps us a lot mm-hmm. and like us and give us a review and spread the word tell your friends and family yeah This is a very family-friendly show. Depending on who your family is, I would agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, cheers. Ciao. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.